University of Colorado senior Serene Singh is among 32 Americans to receive a coveted Rhodes Scholarship to study at Oxford University in England. While the Rhodes Trust doesn't track its scholars based on their religious affiliation, it is said that she is the first Sikh American to win the scholarship. Serene, who said she aspires to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, plans to pursue double master degrees in criminology and criminal justice and evidence-based social intervention and policy evaluation at Oxford. Today we have Serene on the podcast. So Serene, how did being grown up in a Sikh household shape you to the person you are today? I, I think Sikhi and um, Sikhism and, and my Sikh family and my Sikh community has shaped every aspect of my life. Um, I, I kind of go back to thinking a lot about um, the values that Sikhi has, has really presented in my life. And I think one of the most important ones that's really core to my identity and what I want to do in the world one day is is courage. And that stems directly out of my Sikh background. Um, when you think about Singh and like the idea of bravery and lioness and how important that is in the Sikh faith. Um, when I think about religious freedom and what the gurus did and what they sacrificed for the world around them. Um, I think about all the women in Sikh history and how they had to be courageous in order to stand up to ask and demand their rights in a, in a time period where um, it was not traditional to do that. Um, I think all of that's represented by courage. And so even in my personal statement for the Rhodes um, scholarship, it was very focused around how much courage plays a huge role in who I am and what I do today. Um, and, and I think the last 21 years of my life, every single instance where I could display courage, um, just trying my absolute best to bring myself back to my sick roots and remember how important that is. You're also involved in the Sikh Student Association at the University of Colorado, uh, where you hosted a Sikh Lunger event. Tell me what you think the importance of these types of events are. Uh, so important. I, I, yeah, I'm really glad you, you mentioned um, the Lunger because um, in Colorado, even though we have a growing Sikh population, it's actually one of the fastest growing states in the United States when it comes to Sikhs um, and them moving here. Um, we have not, not, not a single university in Colorado has ever had a Sikh student association. So we were the very first Sikh student association in Colorado. And because of that, it's not just a Sikh student association for Boulder students, um, but actually for all Sikh students and all college campuses in the university, in, in the in, in university in Colorado. So it's a very all-encompassing um, Sikh student association. And you're right, we did have the very first Lunger ever held on a college campus in Colorado. That was just this last month. Um, in terms of importance, I think it's incredibly important because when you use creative strategies to bring people into your way of life and your identity and your values and, and your core princi- principles, I mean, whether it's for a religious group or, it's, you know, your racial group or it's, it's for your gender, whatever it might be, I think, I think it really allows people to see you from a new light instead of just reading about you in a textbook or hearing about you somewhere, just watching a quick video on someone. I think it allows people to experience and interact and humanize um, people who they wouldn't have been able to humanize before. Um, so that was a fantastic experience. And I think over 400, 500 people came to that event um, from all around Colorado. So it was a huge, major success. And we're excited to do it again next year. It's been said that college or university can really make or break a person depending on their circle of friends and their extracurricular activities. What advice would you give to someone who's venturing into this environment? I think about Sangat a lot and what Sangat means to me and how it's constantly changing based on the the, the different institutions that I'm entering or the different places that I'm going into, the different communities I'm involving myself in. 
And I think college is a very important time for people uh, to just think about who they are and why they care about the things that they do. Going into college, I felt like I needed to be in the hard sciences. I needed to be doing chemistry and biology and physics. I needed to be a doctor. And I was saying that I wanted to be a cardiologist for a long time uh, because I didn't think that I would be seen as successful by my Sikh community, by my South Asian community, or by my family if I if I did anything but hard sciences. Um, but I, I really, freshman year, I had to figure it out for myself that this was not where I was happy. And it's... I. I always try to tell people um, to look for their sweet spot. So that's the idea that you you like think about the things that you're most talented in, kind of write those out. What are the things that I am best at? What, I, what do I really have a talent for? Then think about the things that you're really passionate about. What do you want to make a difference in the world? Um, what changes do you want to see one day? What things need to be solved? What are you passionate about? What really like makes your, 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 your day go on? What really wakes you up in the morning? And then the last part is, what does this world need? And, and see, okay, if there's, if there's something that you could do that, that can help fill a void somewhere in the world, what would that be? What is this world really lacking right now? It could be anything. And then finding out between all three of those different things, where's the sweet spot? What is the thing that kind of connects them all together for you personally? And that's the thing that I would say you should pursue 100%. When I did that sweet spot in my head and I kind of just did a mental exercise of it unintentionally in freshman year, I was just trying to figure out what I was doing. I started to realize that I definitely belong in more pre-law public service type um, majors and activities and opportunities. And I, I, I needed to be true to myself and I needed to not just put myself where I thought everyone needed me to be and where I thought I should be to be successful. I just needed to be real with who I was because that's how you will, that's how you will end up being okay. Um, I think people can burn out really fast if they're in the wrong sangat or the wrong major or the wrong anything. Um, but if you constantly are checking in with yourself of, hey, are these friends helping me grow? Is this community helping me be the best version of myself? Am I doing what I love? And just asking yourself those questions, um, it, it's very hard to lie to yourself. And you'll start to realize very soon if you keep asking yourself that um, where you need to be and, and when. With regard to passion, you talked about Sangat. How has that affected you in your life? Sangat, Sangat affects me in a lot of ways. Um, I, when, I, when I was uh, in middle school, I actually went, so I've been going to sit camps for a, for a large part of my life. And, and I'm just going to use Sangat just to, for, this, for, this, um, for this purpose to talk mainly about like the Sikh Sangat um, that has been really instrumental in, in helping me grow and, and become who I am. Um, but but I always I always go back to my roots at, at like sick camps because in Colorado um, it's very hard, especially as a young sick girl, to find community. Um, because I always I always felt that I was too sick when I went to school with my with my peers that never knew anything about sickism, and then I was too American and white and and um, not like uh, not sick enough at Gurdwara. And so it was hard for me to find a balance of where I was and where I belonged and how to feel comfortable. Um, but sick camps were really helpful because when I would go to, you know, um, New York or Tennessee or California, all these camps gave me so much exposure to so many different sicks around the United States and around the world. And I was able to meet a lot of really impressive and, and very um, strong sicks that, that helped me and inspired me um, to be the best version of myself. So I was, I was thinking back that my two best friends right now in the entire world, I, they've been my best friends for the past 10 years. Um, one of them lives in Alabama. Her name is Ruhi. And one of them lives in Ohio. And her name is Amitoj. 
And those two young women I met at stick camps and I've stayed in touch with them since. And it's, um, Sangat is more about grounding. I think, um, when you think about Sangat, you think about people that are able to bring you back down when you're on a high and then they're able to, to prop you up when you're not feeling so great. And so Sangat is kind of that level to keep your mind level, calm, um, and, and just at a, at an ease. So it's not constantly like up and down and up and down. And, and that is so important for everyone. I think, I think they, I think, uh, mindfulness, they're, they're able to keep you mindful because they're always trying to ground you. Um, and they're able to give you a lot of fiat. There's a lot of love that comes from really good Sangha members because they see things, um, about you and they see your talents and your positives and your strengths, um, even when you don't, and they're able to remind you of that. So Sangha is really critical, but I think maintaining Sangha and keeping that community over over years when you don't see them all the time or they're not always constantly there physically totally. that's that's just as key so how has finding how to be rooted in sangat affected you in rooting yourself in daily life i think part of part of what i've really appreciated about finding the right sangat um and keeping the right sangat around me at all times um is that in my daily life they have challenged me and inspired me to keep um, to keep myself in line with my core principles. And that very much stems from Sikhi and my, in what I, what I have gained from Kurbani and, um, Bart. And so in like the toughest moments when I feel like there is nothing going well for me, um, someone will say, Hey, Serene, like, let's do our das together. Um, you know, it's, it's in those really, really stressful times and experiences where someone will say, Hey, um, just do moment there a couple of times. Just, just do, just do, just do some mindful exercises and bring yourself back and remember how small you are in comparison to this whole world. And it's like those, there's perspective shifts that that sangat can give you on a daily on a daily basis that you wouldn't really get from anyone else. Um, and and I know for me, my personal sangat. I mean, the people, the 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 best friends that I have, and and the the sangat that I've been able to keep, the card of sangat, the Sikh community, and then also nationally. Um, I think they do, they, they all, they all have a really strong outlook on service and public service. And I think, I think Sikhi goes right back to exactly what all these scholarships look for. You know, it's, it's people who want to change the world and people who are ready to change the world and people who are passionate about selfless service. And that is exactly what Seva is. So I, there's a quote that, you know, when you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're, what's going on and everything kind of is haywire, um, you should just go out and serve. And I so strongly believe that. And I think that's rooted in this idea of Sangat and Seva and, and what that can do for you on a daily basis. It's just, it's an opportunity in a way um, to keep you in check and re- remind you, you know, this is who you are. This is what you believe. Like, what are you doing to make sure that you are staying true to that? So one more thing you're also involved in is the National Sikh Youth Program. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. The National Sikh Youth Program is um, a project that we started earlier this year. And the idea is um, to bring together a community of Sikh leaders um, who are most likely going to be all in high school um, and to empower and inspire them to make changes in their community that are specifically aimed at um, increasing the awareness for Sikhism, um, increasing their community's respect and tolerance and love for Sikhs. Um, and then showing, showing the greater American community what Sikhs are cap- capable of. And um, a group of us Sikh students came together with this idea from around the United States. And we said, you know, people, there, there are a lot of camps. There's a lot of workshops that exist right now in the United States. And there's a lot of different coalitions and 
um, organizing efforts that are really important to the Sikh mission and effort. Um, but what we noticed that is that there's a gap. And the gap is that there's a lot of Sikh leaders um, around the United States that don't have a sense of community. And if, if these Sikh people do not live in a place like California or Texas or New York, where there's a large Sikh population, um, it's hard for them to feel like they're a part of a large community. And it's hard for them to feel that sense of Sangat. For example, think about someone living in Wyoming, a high school Sikh boy, um, you know, 17 years old living in Wyoming. It's going to be hard for him to find that sense of community in a, in a very rural part of his state or something like that, where he might not have a Gurdwara, he might not know any other Sikh person. Um, same thing like that, if you look at um, maybe like a low-income individual in Louisiana who is a sick woman, um, you know, 14 years old, how is she going to find a sense of community if she doesn't have the means um, to send her out to a camp in New York or to send her out to a camp in California? And we were kind of looking at this greater population of sick youth um, that first need a community, they need a sense of empowerment and inspiration, and then we wanted to connect them with sick mentors around the United States so that they could really develop a, a project and build a sense of community that would end up changing lives. And so what we're aiming to do is in January of 2019, we're kicking off the National Sikh Youth Program for the very first time in the United States. Nothing like this program exists um, right now. And basically, there will be two Sikh um, state leaders from every single state. So every single state will have two delegates, um, and then totaling that will be 100 delegates. And every single state will also have a college mentor, so a Sikh college mentor, someone who is in college, um, identifies as a Sikh individual and who wants to give back and help their two Sikh leaders um, really develop this project and carry out whatever initiative they want to do to build community. And then ultimately what we hope to do is bring everyone for a summit, a National Sikh Youth Program Summit, in which all of these students and Sikh leaders can connect with one another and really find people from around the country that can be their lifelong best friends, um, but also to really inspire and share stories and build a sense of friendship and love and sangat that they might not have been able to have otherwise. And also with people who are of their age. We really believe that like grassroots organizing and um, youth empowerment is the best way to challenge hate, to challenge discrimination, to challenge religious intolerance, um, and to challenge stereotypes and bias that the Sikh community that the Sikh community faces in the United States. And we want to kind of use a do it through a very creative way. We want to solve this through a creative solution, um, and that is through the National Sikh Youth Program. So we're super excited about that. We have a national team um, of staff members, and I think there's eight of us from around the United States. Um, but we're looking for Sikh state leaders. So if you're in college, we'd love to have you apply to be a, a college Sikh state leader, one for every single state. And then if you know any high school Sikh leaders who are passionate about the Sikh um, faith, who want to make a difference, if they want to create a longer, if they want to um, do an art ex exhibition, if they want to um, help us with creating a Sikh day or whatever it might be that they're interested in doing, we just want to create more projects that are Sikh oriented all around the United States. And that is what we're going to be doing all of next year. So please let us know if they want to apply. We're all over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's just National Sikh Youth Program. And um, yeah, they can also get in contact with me if need be. Perfect. So for more information about the National Sikh Youth Program, you can visit their Facebook page. Do you guys have an Instagram? Yeah, we have we have a couple of Instagrams. Um, yeah, so the National Sikh Youth Program is our Instagram. But if, if they want um, a immediate contact or someone specifically to message, um, they are more than free to, to email me. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Serene Kaur. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care. Wai Gurji Ka Khalsa. Wai Gurji Ka Khalsa.